1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Field of 68. Field of 68 till
2: I die. You got somebody, hey Jeff, shut up. Hell no.
3: I'm sorry, man. I blacked out for a second.
2: (laughs) This is Alabama coach Nate Oates. We're not playing. I watch Field of 68's After Dark Show. This is coach Bruce Perra.
3: I love the Field of
2: 68 After Dark show. This is Duke head coach John Shire. Check out Field of 68 After Dark.
0: This is Xavier head coach Sean Miller. I highly encourage you to take a look at After Dark. Now listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting ready. This is Field of 68 After Dark.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Saturday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark. We had a loaded, ridiculous, fun unbelievable slate of college basketball that we have to talk about today it felt for the first time all season like the madness is here it's not quite march yet we got about three days to get there it's going to be unbelievable. I cannot wait for the next month. The next five weeks are the best five weeks in the calendar every single year. My name is Rob Doster. I have with me John Henson and Jeff Goodman. This is the Field of 68 After Dark. We are live Sirius XM channel 84. That's College Sports Radio. Make sure you head on over to our YouTube channel, the Field of 68. You can find us there. We are answering questions in the chat. We're jumping in there during breaks. We're jumping in there for the afters. After we are done live, we have a Q&A session. If you want to hang out, Talk with us. We will answer your questions. Before we get into it all, uh John, you mentioned this right before we started going live. You said that this was the most college basketball that you have watched in a long time. You were yeah. stuck on your couch for 11 straight hours watching nothing but college hoops, man. That's I, the life we leave.
3: That's the I life kid we leave you, here. I, I, I kid you not. At 10 o'clock, I turn off all my devices. I set my alarm for 10:30 and I took a 30-minute nap because that is just the emotional roller coaster. I went through the day just like buzzer beaters. I turned the Florida State game off. They're down 20 something. They come back and win. Carolina finally shows some spirit. Indiana puts the beats on. It was I had to take a nap. That's as simple as, as, as I can say it. I had to take a nap today.
1: Goodman, big takeaways before we get into anything else.
3: I mean, again,
2: this is the last Saturday in which everybody's going to be playing a regular season game. Next Saturday, we have the low and mid-major leagues. A lot of them are are going to be – some are going to be uh, almost over. So, this was a big one. There's a lot on the line, uh, you know, moving around uh, for for seating, for bubble teams, for everything. And it it just means more now. means more as we get closer to to Selection Sunday. You know, they – They say every game is the same. You're going to
1: treat the first game as much as the last game. It just never feels that way. Yep. It means so much more now because March is here. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, You guys mentioned all of it. You did my work for me. You did all the teasing. We got a lot, a lot happened in the ACC today, Uh, but we want to start in the big 10 with what I think is probably the biggest game of the day, right? It's the rivalry game. It's Indiana against Purdue. It's Zach (laughs) Eadie against Trace Jackson Davis and Jeff, you got the shirt on. There's a reason why you got that sweatshirt on. 79-71. Edie got the best of Trace Jackson Davis in the box score, but the Hoosiers completed the sweep of the Purdue Boilermakers. And right now, this is what they're saying to Bloomington. Hey, Purdue, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy?
2: And I never would have thought this would have happened, honestly. I mean, you know, how dominant Purdue is at Mackey. And I tweeted it before the game that, you know, it's probably like, the, the second or third best home environment. You were there last week, Rob, with me. I mean, that student section's the real deal. Um, it makes Carolina, John, look like the wine and cheese crowd that we talk about. Uh, <laughs> but, they're, they're, you know, the bottom line was, and, and Rob and I saw this last week, right, when we watched Indiana play, Jalen Huchifino made a real bonehead play down the stretch of that game where he basically just gave the ball to the other team and then he comes back down the next possession and he hits a huge shot uh, to help them win that game against Illinois at home and you could just see the poise and NBA guys told me this before the year when they went to their pro day they all raved about his poise you can't speed him up uh, makes good decisions for the most part man with, with Trace being a non-factor a complete non-factor in the first half Jalen Hood Chafino like absolutely dominated the game in every which way. And uh, to me, again, nobody in Purdue can guard him. That's that's the issue with Purdue for me. Is it's like, who's that athletic dude that you have that you can put on a guy like, like Jalen Huchofino? They don't have one. They don't have one.
3: Uh, I mean, Hushafino kind of took over towards the end. Every time it felt like Purdue was getting back in it, he had big shot after big shot. And you know, you wonder if this Purdue team is kind of like becoming like the LeBron against the Pistons. I don't know what year it was where they're like, "Hey, look, we can let Edie get Edie get forty, yep. and we'll win. Edie gets forty, and no one else does anything else, we will win the win the ball game." And so, you know, I don't know if this is a game plan, but it looked like when 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 uh, Edie caught it in the middle, they're kind of letting him go one on one, and we got it down on the blocks. So they were double teaming him, which, you know, the more and more I look at it, I think a rush to Edie hook. Um, would be in the benefit of the other team. So um, it's a, it's a two-point shot. It's a low post move. Doesn't get the other team involved. Doesn't yeah, get the offensive team offensively involved. So it was an interesting game to see, you know, Trace Jackson Davis not really play well. And they kind of just took over, man. They were playing harder. They were trying to dunk on Edie. I mean, I think the fear factor is gone uh, for Purdue now. They're going to have to buckle up because uh, it's about to get interesting.
1: Yeah, for me, the biggest thing was that I think what Purdue's game plan was defensively was they put Edie on Race Thompson and just basically said, we're not going to guard you. We're going to mm-hmm. have two guys in the paint to take up space. Like when you when your help defender on Trace Jackson Davis is a seven foot four, 290 pound national player that you're like, you wonder why, uh why Trace yeah, was a wall. Months, right? It had yeah, a, wall. a wall on
2: Trace. Yeah. It, yeah,
1: he's a wall. And that to me, that's that's why I was so impressed about this performance because they basically just said, we're going to force Jalen Hood Shafino to beat us At home in our building in this rivalry game, when every single one of those students has probably been drinking for like seven hours before the game started, right? (laughs) Like they were not sober when they walked in there. They were loud engineers.
3: Those engineers have been drinking. They they
1: got hey. They create the most uh, innovative ways to uh, to to um, to drink. You know, they don't just need their 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 uh, their pint glass with a little bit of beer in there. That they get Uh, they get creative with it. And uh, Hushafino, I I cannot tell you. I I would go so far as to say that was one of the five most impressive individual performances that we're going to see all season long cuz he did, did it better Mackie. than that he did it In at mac he did everything
2: like like the pull-ups shooting threes rebounding making good decisions and again here here's what it came down to like you guys said okay Edie and Trace we're going to kind of who who else who's mm-hmm. going to step forward out of those other dudes and the Purdue guys just did not show up. I mean, Mason Gillis didn't do anything. Braden Smith really struggled. Fletcher lawyer painter told us last week he's kind of battled through a what he said, a calf injury or something yeah. all year. And, and you could tell he's not shooting the ball well. And, and who besides Jalen Huchapino, Miller Cop, a veteran, mm-hmm. was solid. And, and Trey Galloway's that was the key for me, as well as, as Jalen. Trey Galloway made some big shots to keep him in it, to keep him in it and kind of get it rolling in the second half.
1: Yep. All right, John, let me ask you this question. Let's assume that Xavier Johnson does come back, right? Yeah. Who, if you're, if you w- wake up on Selection Sunday and you see in your bracket that you have Purdue or Indiana in that bracket, who are you more scared of? Who are you more worried about playing when it comes to moving? I'm comes
3: definitely to more worried about Indiana because I feel like there's a the game plan for Purdue. Now, if you beat them or not, it's on you, but there's a game plan for Purdue and you could beat them if you stick to a game plan. Indiana has that buzzsaw tendency where, you know, you catch them on the wrong night and there's nobody that's going to beat them. They're probably not going to be a super high seed. So, I mean, they're going to have to play against a top team early. And I, I feel terrible for that team because they're peaking at the right moment. Um, Hush, if looks like a, a, a pro out there with the mid range and just the floats and the way he handles a ball and just kind of gets into his, his bag. Um, they're, they're, they're really good.
2: They're How good do you see him at the next level, John? Cause, Cause man, I
3: was watching tonight and I was like, you know what? How tall is he? Is he six? six three, five. Six? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think he's, I think he has, he could be a, so in the league, he would probably be a combo guard. He wouldn't be like, would he be a lead guard? In the NBA? He can play. Yeah, I think he can. I mean, I it's, think he's the lead guard it, in the league. Yeah, it's six, five doing that. Um, if he keeps going on that, he'll, he'll shoot up the boards. I don't know if he's a first rounder or not, and I haven't paid attention.
2: Oh, he'll me. be a first rounder. Okay. Yeah. So
3: yeah. So if he keeps playing like that the tournament is going to kind of solidify his spot. He could be one of those late movers as well. Cause he literally, I mean, he couldn't guard him tonight. night. I mean, just how crispy he was with his handle, the, you know, the mid range of touch. Uh, he's tough
2: really tough really tough and improved three-point shot he's had enough games where he shot it very well from three that to me i think he'll go in the lottery i I really do yeah i i
1: do i do too it's you know what's really impressive to me jeff is he's the passing out of the ball screens right it's not every single time right and it's not every single possession and i do think that he needs to develop his ability to be more than just like a mid range pull up shooter because that's kind of what he is right now. Extend that range, be more consistent from three, be a better passer. But he can make those reads. You can see him as he's coming off a ball screen, just kind of reading, like, okay, the tagger is right there. This guy's in drop. Uh, I'm going to have the floater and the floater's not there. All right, I'm going to fire it over to the weak side corner, right? He made a couple of those passes. You could see him kind of processing that. So I think that it's there. I honestly, I, I said this like, Three weeks ago, I think Indiana is a very real Final Four threat because they have all the pieces that you need, especially if they get Xavier Johnson back and Xavier Johnson can provide anything. Okay, so
2: can I stop you there? Can I I stop you there on one thing? Okay. Do they want Xavier Johnson back at this point with two games left in the regular season? Do I want him back with the way they're playing right now and the roles that (laughs) – I'm not sure I want him back. I don't know.
1: I like Xavier Johnson. Depends. It depends, it depends on if he's going to buy it. It depends on if he's going to buy it.
3: Well, what right? about the health?
1: Not even what, the buy Woodson's
3: an what, NBA guy. He might, he might work him back in there slowly and see what happens. And he might Slowly, be you got two run. games left. Hey, look. Hey, Here he come up space for five minutes. See how he fits in. But I here's the, the, the thing with place.
2: that. Here's the thing with that if he doesn't play again, Rob, Rob knows this too. We we're, were in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't play another game, there's a chance he could get it another year, come back, be the guy next year. Cause trace is gone. And, and Jalen's oh, going to be gone. gone. Yeah. So he could be, if he gets a waiver, come back, be the guy, be at hundred percent rather than come back, play it 50% or 75% for 10, 12 minutes. And then any sort of, even a two way option would be very, very difficult.
1: Yeah. Well, the, uh, the big thing, the big thing for him, I think, if you want to talk about what like this year, just in the end of this season, it's the buying. Like, does he care more about winning or more about proving how good he actually is? Right. And I, I will say this about Purdue. Um, I kind of think that we should have seen the writing on the wall here. Right. I'm going to roll through who their wins are in Big 12 and uh, Big 10 play. They're eight and don't do it. They're eight and against the bottom four teams and they are 1 in 3 against the other teams that are in the top 5 of the league that is uh Northwestern that is Maryland that is Illinois and that is somebody that I'm blanking on in the oh uh, they didn't play Illinois yet so but the other top five, uh, other top 5 teams they are 1 in 3 against them they've had a very uh favorable schedule when it comes to the breakdown of the Big 10 so um I'll be curious to see what happens to them when they get into March I think a lot of this is just legs we do have to touch on really quick uh this wasn't the craziest game of the day in the Big Ten by a long shot. Okay. Michigan State went into Iowa, hit 11 of their first 13 threes with a minute and 34 seconds left on the clock. They made two free throws and they took a 91 to 78 lead and they lost. They lost. They were down. Iowa was down by 11 with less than a minute left. They came back to win in overtime. They hit five threes in the last 55 seconds. Right. It is the second biggest come from behind win in the history of Division One college basketball. The biggest, Jeff, Texas A&M came back from twelve down against Northern Iowa to win a double overtime in the two thousand and sixteen, I believe, NCAA tournament. Uh, that was the that was after Northern Iowa hit that half court shot to beat Texas. Um, yeah, uh, unbelievable, insane. I just I don't even. I can barely wrap my mind around the fact they scored 23 points in a minute and 34 seconds. Jeff, where do you stand on this?
2: Well, I just can't believe this happened to Tom Izzo. Like think about that of all coaches for this to happen to Tom Izzo blew this lead, right? Like Iowa, we know they got shooters, but Tom Izzo a hall of famer let this happen. And, you know, listen, the the, the bottom line is, um, these things can happen. I always got a bunch of dudes. Peyton Sanford, when he gets going, he can make shots. Chris Murray made one. I think Perkins, both McCaffrey's made one. I mean, it was everybody for that team. I will still say, even though Michigan State blew this one, okay, I like the Spartans come March. I like the Spartans in the NCAA tournament watching them. I think they have the pieces. Tyson Walker was awesome in this game. Right, Jay Nakins played well in this game. Those are, to me, Jay Nakins getting back to what he was, you've got now Walker, Hogard, Akins, Hauser, Malik Hall looks healthy. Like, I I still wouldn't write them off at all. I think this was a one-off. It happened. It was shocking. And I think it was all inspired by what? The Fran glare. The Fran glare was... Absolutely. That's why this happened. So from now on, Fran, just go up to the official. Be, don't even wait. Go up to
1: the official before the game. Explain right what happened it. for the people listening at home. Explain what happened.
2: Well, like, I, I don't even know. I don't know what triggered it. All I know. So, so
1: what happened is he was mad at the official, right? There's, yeah. about, uh, there's about a minute and 20 seconds left on the clock. It's 91 to 81. And the camera just catches him standing like this staring straight in the eyes of the official. and he Kelly just, Pfeiffer. Kelly Pfeiffer, away. by the way. Kelly Pfeiffer keeps walking towards him, walking towards him, walking towards him. When he gets about eight feet away, the ref is like, nah, I've had enough of this. And he just walks straight to him, looks right back in his eyes. was like, what is going on? It felt like that scene in Breaking Bad. That
3: should be a tick. It's, you, can't, you, can't walk down the roof. you can't walk down the ref like that. I mean, they were at home. Um, I was watching the game being as a... Uh, Frequent gambler. Um, the shots Michigan State were hitting, I was like throwing my hands in there, like, okay, it's one of those games. I mean, they were hitting threes, they were kind of wire-to-wire winning. Um, I actually turned the game off. I was a little annoyed. Um, and turn it back on. It's like, you know, he misses the free throw. They hit the three. I mean, it was a classic type game. Um, and if I was on Michigan, if I'm on Michigan State after with time Tom Mizzle, maybe Tom Mizzle's checked out maybe a little bit because I've been in games where like the only way they can beat us fellas is if they hit threes, yeah. they cannot beat us on layups. It's impossible. So that should have been the message throughout the huddle. Guys, if they hit layups, right, so. we will win yeah. the game. Yeah. So it's, it's frustrating when you see it. Um, the March madness preview, I guess, because I don't think there's going to be a last of some crazy comebacks. Cause that's what is gearing up to be a crazy, crazy March.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely um, I'm with you both of you guys I do like uh, Michigan State When it comes to March There's a reason why we say that It's uh, January, February, Izzo, April Right, like he finds a way to get it done I like mm-hmm. the way this team is built You got to have multiple guards Listen, uh, we're going to come back in a second When we do We're going to be breaking down This entire Brandon Miller Alabama This whole saga The drama just took it to another level This uh, tonight
4: Here For 90
1: Trevor, what do we got?
2: Rob's over uh, for 1 on Teases, Trevor.
4: I was, just about, I was just about to say that. Uh, 0 for
2: 1. That was awful. <laughs> okay.
4: Um, Glenn.
1: I've never claimed to be good at this.
2: Henson, you good at Teases? What was that? Henson doesn't even know what a tease is. Okay, yeah. anyways. How high do you guys
4: think Indiana can climb on the seed lines?
1: Uh, after winning in Mackey. I think that that probably is enough to jump you up at least one seed line. They were a four for fielding the 68. Yeah, you're a three now. You yeah, could probably get three. to a two if you run it now. You got home, it? Iowa, home, Michigan. That, none of those are really going to help. I no, think it you was know, yeah, five maybe. last week. Yeah. Yep.
3: My handy-dandy. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> Look, Look at that. Go. Look at that. You know Printing it out. I like Look it. at all I go by. I don't know. Uh, Joe Artie, I don't know who that is. Yeah, you should.
4: Should, should, should Purdue thrilling. fall off the one-seed line? Follow-up question there.
3: They lose uh, early, maybe. Probably. If they lose early into the tournament. If they lose early in the uh, tournament. Right
4: now? Right now? 30 only, seconds. Yes, like I should mean, they the no only longer only, be
2: they, a one-seed? UCLA can catch them. Right. They'd be the only one right now, I think, that would jump them today. Because yep, it's UCLA. Alabama. Twenty seconds. Yep. Those, those are locks right now.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think any of the other twos can make it. Like you, you need Texas or Baylor to to win the Big Twelve tournament. 10. You really have a chance. Focus, Rob. Focus. I'm. I've never been more focused in my entire life.
4: Five, <laughs> two, one. Mike Sott.
1: Welcome back. Field of 68 after dark. We are here live. Sirius XM channel 84. That is college sports radio. We are live over on the YouTube channel. We are presented by our partners, Bet River Sportsbook. Uh, Guys, I didn't want to have to talk about it. I thought that we might have moved past this, but Brandon Miller decided to bring this conversation right back to life. Uh, with the decision that they made at the start of the game tonight against Arkansas, first and foremost, Indiana—I'm sorry, Alabama—beat uh, Arkansas 86 to 83 at home. But the story and the talking point of this game was what happened at the introductions. We know what has led into this, right? We don't need to rehash it. We don't need to go over the details. That story has been beaten to death. It has literally been the biggest talking point in all of sports across any any sport for the last five days. Uh, and what Brandon Miller did was. As they came out through the teammate tunnel, the line during introductions, he came up, got to the end, put his arms out, and was pretended to be frisked by one of the walk-ons at the end. This is, Jeff, apparently something that they have been doing all season long. Uh, It is something that we see at different levels of the sport. Um, It is not an uncommon occurrence, but the lack of uh, awareness The lack of any kind of sense, the lack of decency to understand that doing that, what looks very much like you're getting patted down to see if you have a weapon on you, given the circumstances of what happened with Alabama, Brandon Miller, Nate Oates, and this program is something to me that is entirely unacceptable.
2: Yeah, and and Nate Oates said that afterwards. He said it's not appropriate. It's been addressed, and I can assure you it will definitely not happen again for the remainder of the year. You know, listen, they they should have been talked to about it. Obviously, uh, the walk-on Adam Cottrell and and, and Brandon Miller certainly should have known better. Um, It's just another kind of PR nightmare here for this program that's dealt with a bunch of them here lately. And, you know, again, at some point, um, you know, they've got to be on top of all this. They've got to be – and if I'm Brandon Miller, if I'm Brandon Miller – I gotta, I gotta look in the mirror at this point and say everything I do right now is gonna be scrutinized. Everything, whether it's pregame introductions, whether it's every social media post I do, I'm, I'm gonna. We're watching. Everybody's watching every move you make. Just the reality right now. So Brandon, just be smart. You can't let this happen. Adam Cottrell, man, what are you thinking? what do you think and i've heard nothing but great things i talked to people around that program today great kid made a mistake made a mistake but unfortunately it's been mistake upon mistake upon mistake so it obviously gets magnified a lot more
1: yeah look this level of stupidity and indifference to me is is absolutely unacceptable there's three things that you need out of brandon miller and out of this alabama program right now given everything that's happened common sense compassion, and decency. Considering the fact that a player in this program was killed with a weapon that was brought to the scene by Brandon Miller. You have to understand that in this context, right? Compassion, common sense, and decency are the only things that you need to do. And this was the exact opposite of that. Imagine you are, um, you are uh, Jermaine, Janae, Harris's uh, Jermaine, Janae Harris's parents. Imagine the image that you are seeing is Brandon Miller. Yep. After all of this happened who was the one guy that could have prevented that death from occurring, or not the one, one of the people that could have prevented that death from occurring, mm-hmm. standing there with his arms out like this, pretending to be frisked by a teammate. Imagine that you have to go take care of her five-year-old son because that kid's mom isn't there, right? Imagine being one of her parents and you see that happen. I would be absolutely incensed if I was them. And to uh, me, I, that is the biggest issue here. And I, I'm sorry, John, just one more thing real quick you, because because, right. because um, the... I have an issue with Nate Oates' statement at the end, right? He said, I don't really know. I don't watch your introductions. I think this is something that's been going on all year, right? We've defended Alabama and we've defended Nate Oates on this program before. And the reason that we are doing it and the reason why I have been on that angle – I don't want to speak for you, Jeff. I'm going to speak for myself here – is because we are trusting – That when Alabama says they are operating in good faith, they mean it. We are trusting them when they say they're playing Brandon Miller, despite the fact that he delivered this gun to, to Darius Miles, right? We are trusting that they are being truthful when they say that Brandon Miller was too naive and too oblivious to realize what he was doing and the risk that he was taking when he is doing it, right? And this is not the first PR nightmare that they had. You mentioned this. Nate Oates said in a press conference, essentially, he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. And their excuse there was, more or less, he didn't know. And that, to me, is the issue. Alabama's asking us to trust them while also saying, oh, look, our bad, we didn't know two different times in the two biggest mistakes that they made. So if they are asking us to trust them, do they really know what Brandon Miller's intentions were that night? That is the problem right there. All of this hinges on, what, on our trust that what they are telling us is the absolute truth, no questions asked. And how do we know we can trust them when they have gotten two things wrong of this magnitude? That's my issue with this. You cannot get this wrong. That is unacceptable to me.
3: Yeah, two things. I mean, um, Rob, I was talking to you when I was in North Carolina. We had media sensitivity training, and we thought that was the dumbest thing we'd ever done. But it prevented situations like this from happening if something were to happen. And we know in reference to Nate Oates and, and Brandon Miller, this isn't your... 10 decade ago, Alabama, you guys are arguably the best team in the country, championship contenders. So the scrutiny is just only going to be more and more. So they completely bobbled and and mishandled that situation, even the first statement. um, You know, even if Nate Ochis puts out a statement and said, I'm just gathering more information, right? Just to give them a little time. Um, And with the frisk down, you know, they've got to be smarter than that. They're 18 year old kids. They're probably not even relating it to what that really means. But that's part of the program. It's part of his leaders on the team. It's part of his teammates and everyone around to, to nip that in the bud. So, because um, at the end of the day, someone did lose their life due to an action of one of your players. Now, it wasn't illegal per se, but you know there needs to be a little more sensitivity. There needs to be a little more um, intelligence in how they're handling it. And, and they're, they're 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 bobbling it right now. So, hopefully, they can come out. You know, I don't know if Miller has even made a statement out yet. He probably should say something as well. He has
2: um, not. He, yeah. he hasn't. And, and, and you're probably right, I, yeah. I would say. But I'm sure his lawyers are telling him not to. They put out yeah. a statement for him, basically.
3: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, they've got to figure that out because yeah, this is not your one of the in Alabama anymore. You guys are one of the best teams in the country. So you will be a magnoscope will be a telescope will be on you guys from here until the end of the season. And, and now you've got people not on your side and, that, and that's tough as well. Even with parents and recruits, par- people are seeing this and how you react to certain situations. And so hopefully they figured it out. Nate Oates, Hey, go get you a hey, go get you a, a PR guy. Go, you know, Hey, you're, you're one of the big boys now, you know, so, mm-hmm. so you got to act like, it.
2: well, they weren't prepared. That that's nope. the biggest thing is you learn from mistakes. And I think they've learned that they do need a PR person that, Yes, NATO. It probably doesn't watch pregame, but other people do. The other guys on the staff do. They got probably you know three three assistant coaches, uh, an ops guy, a bunch of managers, a bunch of GAs. There's a lot of eyes on that thing. That should have been able to say, "Hey, you know what, guys? That pregame thing you've been doing all year? No, 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 no more, yeah. no more. It
1: can't, it can't happen. It shouldn't have happened. It never should have happened." And I think that's something that we. Um, all can agree on. All right. I do want to pivot back to basketball. I got, I got that. Off. I said what I need to say. I got that off my chest. Um, Nick Smith tonight had 24 points on 23 shots. He is now uh, averaging 25 points over his last two games. And it seems like he has finally kicked into gear with him back. Jeff, I know that they lost, but how good do you feel about what this Arkansas team is right now and where they can be in a couple of weeks?
2: I mean, listen, you know, if Nick Smith keeps getting uh, more efficient, he, he was last game, but it was against Georgia, so I'm not sure how much stock I put in it. But um, but to have this team go into Alabama, and it was the right time. Let's face it. Playing Alabama today at Coleman was the right time to get him. Uh, and Nick Smith, for those that don't know, Nick Smith and Brandon Miller played together on an AU team. So there yeah, it was a little bit of a rivalry there. They're friendly. I remember talking to both of them earlier this year. They're they're still pretty close. Uh, But yeah, I I think their upside is, you know, can they get to a final four? I don't know if they can go that far, but I think they're definitely a a second weekend-ish team that depending on if they can get Nick Smith, Devo Davis and, and, and Council going at the same time, which they were today, they're beating most teams. They're beating most teams if they do that.
3: Uh, Smith Jr., I kind of took a close eye on him because he's one of the players that I really wanted to watch. And, you know, because he's not, he hasn't played a lot, he, he's making early season mistakes that freshmen now aren't making, whether it's kind of forcing certain things, taking bad shots. You know, at the end of the game, he kind of saved them, um, per se, for, from, you know, he, he, they had a chance, but they were not the just cream of the crop best shots. He was forcing things, um, he, he, he got to the rim a lot and kind of flailed a little bit. So Arkansas looked like a team to me that they haven't grown um, or learned from early in the season. And now they're all coming together. And that, those mistakes, because if Arkansas doesn't make a few mistakes and bad shots down the stretch, turnovers, they're right there in the mix for that game. So Alabama had to put up almost 60 points to beat them in the second half. So um I think they have a high ceiling per se, but I don't think they get far in March. They, they make too many mental mistakes. I didn't like their IQ. Um, you know, Nick Smith's kind of playing to win, but he's also playing for his stock as well. So it's an interesting balance that he's going to have to figure out. Yeah, I know. think if he was playing for his stock, he wouldn't have come back. Yeah, I I, I, I get I get I, I mean, maybe so, maybe not. I mean, you know, who knows who's in his ear. But today I felt like Nick Smith was trying to just, You know, hey, look, I still, I got, I'm I'm in my bag, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? That's how I felt he was playing today. Um, You know, Brandon Miller, defensively, he was reaching a little bit when you know, come on, this is your old teammate. You you know if you could rip this guy. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm, I'm interested to see how he improves over the next couple weeks. But yeah, he's probably got two, three games left, and he'll, he'll be a top five pick, man. I'm, I'm in on them.
1: I'm in on them. I don't know about like I'm all the way in on Arkansas, and I know they didn't win today, but the reason why is this Mus. Always does this right, he always lulls us to sleep and always <laughs> convinces us that they aren't good. They play like shit in January and they find a way to turn it on. Now, I think they're turning it on a little bit later this year because they didn't get Nick Smith back until uh what was it mid-February? I think it was Valentine's Day that he came back, right? Um, but they have probably three guys that are gonna get drafted, two lottery picks, another five-star and Jordan Walsh. Devo Davis is still there. The Mitchell twins have kind of figured out how they can be uh, uh you know impactful. Graham is at, at the Jalen Graham at the five. Like they got, they got some players. They got some pieces and must knows how to. He's great at identifying mismatches and attacking those mismatches. So I'm going to turn it back to you guys. You got to back one of these teams. Okay. You got to put all your chips in right now. Henson, you got to go on to your bet rivers account and you got to bet everything on one of these two teams to the no farther in March, Arkansas or Kentucky who beat Auburn by, I think, they were up by 40 at one point. I don't even know what the final score was. I probably should have that in front of me and be prepared, but that's not the way that we do things. So, news: Arkansas or Kentucky? You got to bet Ooh. the mortgage on it.
2: Whew. Oh, boy. Shit. Um, I'll go Arkansas. You know why? why what do you think my reasoning
1: is going to be? They got studs and guards. They got,
2: they got the better coach. That's what I know better. They got the better coach.
3: I I, I was, it's, it's not a big difference, but I'm gonna go Arkansas as well. I like how they play. I like their backcourt. I like their bigs. They're a little more solid than Kentucky. Kentucky is spinning you for a loop. You know, they might lose, you know, they'll spin you for a loop, but I feel like Arkansas is who they are. And that was a good point you brought about muscle in March. Um, he sneaks yeah. around, and all of a sudden it's the elite eight. You know, yeah. he's in the elite eight. So uh, yep. I, I, got, I like Arkansas. Yeah, they
1: don't they don't blow you out too, right? They, they'll they'll struggle with teams, but they'll just find a way to get it done. They win. Like they they just find a way to get to the elite. Eight. Listen, I want to talk a little bit more about Kentucky uh, on the other side of this break. We're not only going to talk about Kentucky. Two other blue bloods looked really impressive today. North Carolina, Duke. We got to figure out what's going on in the ACC, man. It's it's the John Henson special. Play <laughs> for ninety well give me give me a grade on that one that was like a that was like a solid b minus right no, no, that was like a c come on that was the that was other the one. First one
2: might have been an f
1: yeah it was terrible but
2: when the you second one me. i go C. you gotta work your way
1: up. you're not at the b level you, you're yeah. getting better i think you're just a hater trevor give no, us no, a what do we got
4: oops we lost henson um let's see <laughs> is, is painter no longer coach of the year in your guys's eyes
1: Shaka, Shaka, smart. I think it's Shaka. Think even it's if Shaka? Uh, even if Purdue had won today, I would go with Shaka. I think. Shaka.
2: One minute, and it's hard now. Like I think NATO's in the equation before all this, but I think now it's like all this
1: other stuff probably uh, takes a little bit off of. Uh, mm. uh, I think, uh, I, think of I think Bill Canada. Self honestly, like he's not he's he's definitely not going to win it because you can't win it if you're Bill Self of Kansas. But what the job he's done with this team. And these guys to, to be
2: can I give the you audience. one? Can I give you one that you can make a case could could really be in the mix to win it? No, no, you cannot. Chris no. Collins. Chris Collins. 30 seconds. Like, fight me on it. Go ahead. Try to fight me on it. I hate that I can't. You can't. You want,
1: you, you know I want to, good advice. But head you head can't out. because you mean he's seconds. doing the
2: most with the least. You yeah. know He's doing his yeah. thing for sure.
1: How about Boo Booey, huh? That kid can go, man. Ten seconds. That kid can Pretty go. Great. Although I am torn. I would have I would have hit that that Five. Point, you know, I think Ten <laughs> road warriors parlay. Fucking great. Two, one, My- field of sixty-eight after dark, rob doster, John Henson, Jeff Goodman. We are live. Sirius XM Channel 84. That is College Sports Radio. We're live over on the field of 68. YouTube channel, jump in the chat, ask us questions. We will be here for the afters until about 12 15, 12 30. It's going to depend. We got a lot to get to tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, presented by our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. All right, guys, we got to talk about the ACC. Duke is rolling. Uh, Pitt is all alone in first place. Miami had the biggest, the blue, the biggest lead in the history of ACC basketball. But I'm man. Clemson, Clemson won by a million at NC State, but I'm clearing it. I'm clearing out the floor. All right, we're calling the ISO. It's the field of 68 after dark ISO. John Henson, mid-post. All right, we're letting, we're letting you get your Carmelo on right now. North Carolina, are they back? So let's, are they let's, back?
3: Let's, let's shout out Hubert Davis to Sensei. He meets with Pete Nance. He <laughs> says, you know, and Pete Nance says he likes lemon Oreos. So he brings Pete Nance lemon Oreos to the game today. Pete Nance essentially is what kind of got the game rolling. He hit three threes early. Um and Virginia's a team. If you can get up on them and speed them up a little bit, it's gonna be tough for them to come back. And and North Carolina kind of never looked back. Paycoe was his usual self. Um RJ Davis looked good. Caleb Love could have been a little more efficient, but defensively he was playing really hard. So I can't knock him for that. And they beat a number six ranked Virginia team that, you know, I mean, North Carolina, I think Jay Billis said they went from must win to can't lose. So that's what um They were dealing with against today. They look like the North Carolina of old potentially, but we just need to see what happens. Um, They've got to win out. I think they at least got to get to the ACC championship to solidify themselves as a a tournament team. But I like what they did today. Wire to wire win. Um, They played well. They played together defensively. They played well. Low scoring game. You know, we we, we usually don't thrive in those type of games, but today was different. Um, Happy for my Tar Heel boys. Glad we could finally get on here and talk positive about them. Uh, because it's been a while it's been, it's been a long it's time it's been a while it's been a while, it been a while so you know what hey, I love I though I nothing else to say hey we can't lose anymore it's going to be a fun to watch their journey because I think they're the one team everybody's watching like what's going to happen to them so I'll tell you is this much to your, fun turn, fun. your tournament is started now right like the you, got, you, got, to really you got, yep. to got to win out you got to win out got to so we'll, we'll see uh, at Duke is going to be good too because Duke is playing mm-hmm. at such a high level that if we can beat them at their place uh, no at your place your is place. it our place? Okay, yeah. well, it would do wonders if we could beat Duke. It would do right. wonders. I'll, I'll, I'll like tell you it. this.
1: You know what's funny about that whole that whole little speech that you just had is yeah. you said Arj, uh, Armando Baycott played like his normal self. R J Davis played like his normal self, and then you said Caleb Love could have been a little bit more efficient. Like that's not his normal self, <laughs> right? Okay, Caleb
3: wasn't, his normal, but defensively he he showed some oh, grit. Yeah. He got he after him, man. Pete Nance, I mean, I don't know if Pete Nance had like four or five. I mean. They, they did their thing today. Um, hey, for the record, man, if you like
1: lemon them. Oreos, you are a sociopath. I like I lemon just, Oreos.
3: I didn't even know they existed. Yeah, Jeff, the, where the, did these come explains from? explains a lot, Jeff. That They're on the counters. They're there. Lemon, or, lemon Oreos are very uh, – a, a light cookie with yellow cream inside. Yeah. Eating that is yeah. – what do you drink it? you Just, just, just dry? Just yeah, dry. I mean, maybe
2: a Diet Coke yeah. or something.
3: See, see what I'm talking about? Pete Nance. We got. I got to talk to Larry. I out All right, you. so he, here's
2: my deal. Here's my deal on Carolina. When the shots fall, which they never do from three, <laughs> they're pretty good. The problem is it's kind of fool's gold this year, right? Like they'll do it for a day like this at home. Pete Nance makes them. Other guys, other than Caleb Love, make them. You know, I think they're they were nine of sixteen from three in the first half. Right? I mean, when they shoot, here's the here's the stat. When they shoot better than 35% from three as a team this year, they're 8-0. There's the stat. It's fairly simple because they only have a couple guys that can potentially shoot it. They have too many non-shooters on this team for the most part. And, and again, they don't have a bench. I mean, they won today without – I don't know if they had any fast break points.
3: I don't know if they had any. No one so gets weird. fast break
1: points against, against the Still, You're Carolina. I know.
3: It's so like weird. It's, yeah. it's so weird not seeing that secondary break. Right. Yes. Ran, um, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, when I played, we could make a lot of mistakes and we could mess up a little bit because there was such a high possession, high tempo, high paced game. So now, you know, you're playing these low tempo, non fast break games. You have to be ultra efficient, which Carolina is far from. So, yeah. I don't know if this formula is sustainable, as Jeff said, maybe fool's gold. But all we gotta do is what? We just gotta catch heat for about seven, eight more games. That's it. Is that mm-hmm. asking for too much?
1: All right, let's just talk big picture ACC. Probably. Uh, the Pitt Panthers, Goodman, the Pitt what is going on? Panthers are all alone in first place. Because Miami blew a 25 point lead at home to Florida State. And Virginia just lost by 15 at BC. And they just lost by, well, I don't even know what the final score was, uh, at, at North Carolina. Clemson has been uh, playing not very well at all. Um, and honestly, at this point, I, I think Duke might be the hottest team, the most dangerous team when it comes to March. I don't know. What do you make of the rest of this league as a whole, Jeff? Because it's, it's I throw it, my hands up on this. I'm going to be nice.
2: I'm going to be really nice. It's mediocre. Okay. And that's, that's as kind as I can put it for the ACC because it's, 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 it's,
3: it's, made. it's made. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's
2: I mean, I could say it sucks, but I'm not going to go that far. Uh, even though Carolina is not very good this year. Um, you know, listen in a league again, where Carolina not great, not good. Uh, Duke's Okay. And Virginia's not even winning this league right now. Like like you would think Tony Bennett with a good Virginia team would run away with this shit, run away with it. And instead, they're not even in first place. They lose at BC, uh, and now they lose again today to to Carolina at Carolina. You know, Pitt, listen, it this whole thing this year was wide open for something crazy to happen in the ACC. And Jeff Capel and Pitt, and Jamarius Burton have taken advantage of it. That's what the, Burton's been awesome and if honestly if they win the league he should be big east player of the year. I mean east a-
1: huh? A- big east player huh? Of the year. I'm
2: thinking Pitt, Big East. I'm I thinking mean, Sam Young and
3: all that. If you look at the schedule are we going to have are we going to have a Pit Miami first place showdown? Yes. Mm-hmm, on Sun on Saturday? Probably. That is it's wild. wild. Yeah. It's wild Yeah,
1: for the ACC championship pit uh, pit at Miami. Um, I, let me ask you guys this. Is there, is there a team in this league that you think can make the deepest run? Is there anybody in this league that you think can make the deepest run? Goodman. I know you've been all over the Miami bandwagon. Are you still on that train, even though they can't protect a 25 point lead at home against Florida state with the ACC regular season title on the line? I mean, that's a bad I, one, man. Yeah, that's, it's that's not, not a good one. one. <laughs> I mean, Florida State's
2: a different team than they were when they couldn't win a game early. But, it
1: doesn't matter. 25-point uh, lead at home with the ACC title. Mean, but they still have – You could be playing the like Warriors and that's not acceptable. Pack
2: didn't play, right? like So they still have Wong and Miller and Pat. Like, they still got <laughs> enough to make a run to another Elite Eight. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but they can. Duke can. Virginia can. Carolina cannot.
3: Um, I think it's matchup driven. Um, do I do like Duke and UVA? are playing well. Um, I guess we are just hoping for miracles. But miracle did happen last year for them being up 15 in the national championship. So, right. um, well, and for the league, it happened last year. Remember, yeah. we said
2: the league sucked all last year, John, and they ended up getting three teams into the elite eight and one in the
3: title game. Yeah, No, that that was um, just hoping for a run. I, I'm an ACC biased guy, so. We we need to we usually show well in March, so hopefully we do the same thing this year.
1: All right, I teased this before. I'm going to make sure that we play this game because I want to put Henson on the spot. I I cannot wait to see what he's going to say. Buy, hold, or sell. You got to pick one for one each. It's you got to pick one of each of them: North Carolina, Duke, and Kentucky. Who are you buying? Who are you holding and who are you or, selling? Or this is
3: a setup. This is a setup because if I say the wrong thing, it's going to look biased. So <laughs> I'm going to probably buy Duke, uh, unfortunately, um, sell North Carolina and hold Kentucky. I think that's the simplest. Wow! Thing. Oh <laughs> my god! I want you to hurt to say that. Uh, it sucks, but I think <laughs> Duke is playing really well right now, really well. So I want to buy them. Kentucky, I'm still iffy on. I'll put them in my pocket, and UNC. I think when you bring up those efficiency numbers, no fast break points, um, those outlier performances where they hit a bunch of threes and they win, you know, they've only done it in eight games. Uh, you got to sell them. If I was a betting man. Goodman. I can't believe, like, honestly, I'm not sure Henson's
2: ever going to be allowed back in Chapel Hill after this. Like Franklin Street, they're going to throw eggs at you from now on.
3: Oh no, they love me. Look, man, I'm, I'm. Hey, listen, I put the Carolina meme on today, dancing. You know what I'm saying? I knew that. I knew. I knew it was about to happen today.
2: I would say uh, to me, I will buy Duke, I will hold uh, Kentucky, and I will sell Carolina. And and my problem with Carolina too is is I don't enjoy watching them play. Like it's hard. It's like going to the dentist watching them play. Now when they make shots from three today, it's a little bit easier. But I still want to see these dudes, like, chest bumping when they're winning like they were winning today. Like, wouldn't you be like that, John? If it had been this shitty of a year, all year, and you had a first half like you had today, wouldn't it be like mayhem? You'd be chest bumping everybody, big hugs. Like, it would be like euphoria. And it was still like the same, like, yeah, like,
3: whatever. I, I, I was always kind of, you know, with, with kind of the, the, it's the, Hey, we used to say pressure bus pipes. And I think the pressure has gotten to Carolina. There's so much, you know, external pressure, uh, going on with them. Huber's been trying to preach a message of enjoy the moment. I think he gave the guys weight vests and had them walk on the court and said, let's see how hard it is to play when you have so much weight on you. So I think you got to enjoy the moment. I went to the NIT my freshman year and we ended up having two number one seeds, uh, my next two years, uh, three or four lottery picks, seven first rounders. So it's not the end of the world. Um, you want to play hard, play together and, and Hey, look, if you guys do what you need to do, this could be one of the more fun periods in your life where you get to the tournament, you make a run and people counted you out. So I don't think by any means they should be down to themselves. This is a weird wonky college basketball year. You guys did go to the final four last year. Enjoy that moment. And and, and, Hey, let's, let's strap it up and do it again. Um, and like Jeff, Jeff said, yeah, we, yeah, let's, let's get, let's, let's have a little fun with it. Let's have a You're little playing loose it. now at yeah, this yeah.
1: point, everybody's counting you out. You got like, nothing to lose. Have like, nothing, nothing to lose. There, you mentioned, right. you mentioned external pressure. John, there is no more pressure. Everyone thinks you suck at this point. Like yeah. everyone has written you off. Your season has been over. They 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 right. dug the hole. They threw yeah. the North Carolina walking, in there and then they buried it. They, campus on the
3: is they is did the John Henson
1: thing. meme dance on the gray. <laughs> That's what they did.
3: Walking around on that campus is a different beast. I'm not even gonna lie to you. It's it's a whole different bubble you're in. Um, you're the celebrities. You're the most scrutinized people. ask for hey, How many how many
2: drinks did you did you pay for in your entire uh, time in Chapel Hill? How many drinks? Um,
3: I paid for drinks, but they might have just been highly discounted, maybe like a dollar. <laughs> you know. So, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you got to block it out and, and, and lock in with your guys um, because. When you go to those restaurants and you go to those spots and you know you go to these places, these classrooms, people are looking, and the football team is is looking pretty good over there. And I know they're I know they're they're in their ears, you know. Hey, you know, looking like we might be the guys, which they did with us as well. I know what happened, so it's just part of the game, man. You gotta enjoy the moment though, because Carolina was by far the best three years of my life, no question. I don't care amount of money I made, where I did in the NBA. It was easily the best years of my life, lifelong friends. We still talk every day, so they got to enjoy that.
1: I thought for a second you just said, I don't care about the amount of money that I made when I was at North Carolina. I was like, oh, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> spill that tea. Henson. Hey, hey that look, tea. man, those
3: jokes, listen, those jokes are long gone, man. Look, I was, a, I was a law-abiding student under Royal Williams. Put that on the record.
1: Listen, I, I hate the I hate the fact that I have to agree with Jeff again and Henson again, but they're right. You got to buy Duke at this point. You got to hold Kentucky, and uh, I think you have to sell North Carolina, although I do kind of uh, – I want to see where they go from here. Let's see what happens now. That they got a little bit of confidence. Listen, um, there's a lot to get to still. We got to get all the way around the Big 12. We got to talk about Villanova losing to Creighton, but the craziest shot of the day, we haven't even gotten to that next. We're going to talk about it on the other side of the break.
4: For 90, there we go. There
1: we go.
3: First More comment: doing the Henson meme dance. What, what is the you did a, you got a meme? Doing my story. I got the, the target dance and the swag surf. You know, that's uh, you yeah, my yeah, intro yeah. Song.
4: first of go. all. Jeff has entered the YouTube chat to say hit the like button so you know how badly we need people to hit the like button. Please, right, That's right. Let's go, go, people. Button. Come on.
2: Come on. Do it for me.
4: Come on. That's gonna, gonna drive likes down. They're, that's yeah. That's, all right. What do we got, Trevor? Uh, someone did say Diet Coke and Lemon Oreos. Goodman is a menace to America. Just had to do <laughs> uh, Who wins Big One East minute. Player of the Year? Big East? Yep. It's Tyler
2: Colek to me. Yeah, winning, winning, best player on the winning team. That's generally what I go with, unless it's
1: something so uh, outlandish. He's, but he's, I'm, I'm he's going Cole. He's yep. the engine of maybe the most dangerous offensive team in college basketball. I think it's got to be him.
4: I don't know if you guys are going to hit on this, but lots of people saying thoughts on Kentucky's win
1: over Auburn. Uh, We'll get –
3: we're holding holding on to him. We're holding on to him. We'll get
1: to that in the afters. We'll we'll talk a little bit. Auburn
2: stinks just so we know. We'll hold on to that too.
1: Trevor, ask that again in the afters. Okay. Uh, 20
4: seconds. Which conference tournament do you guys find most interesting for this week? One of the mid-major ones. Is the Valley starting this week? It is. Yes
1: yes valley Ten valley straight drake, drake bradley um arch madness baby
4: five two one mike hot.
3: welcome back to the field of
1: 68 after dark rob dawson john henson jeff goodman uh we are streaming live on youtube you can jump in the chat we're going to be in the afters in about eight minutes we're gonna have a little q a session there you can ask us questions we will try to answer them to the best of our ability sirius xm channel 84 that is college sports radio we are of course presented by our partners at bet river sportsbook goodman where'd you go to college the
2: university of arizona the esteemed academic u of a
1: grad so i'm going to go to you first on this one your wildcats Lost a heartbreaker. And one of the craziest shots that we are going to see all of college basketball, Desmond Cambridge from what would you say, John? About 55 feet, not quite three quarters court, a little bit beyond Cash. half court. And uh yeah.
3: Nailed
1: they're it. Partying down there. 89. They're partying down
3: our shot. They're partying right now. They're, 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 they're they got him at the bar lifted up like a king. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. They're trying right now. They're doing beer pong shots on the other side of the uh the, the bar to to try to match that. Goodman. Is there, did Arizona State punch their ticket? Are they in? Is it, are they dancing now? No, no.
2: But they're, they're, they're on the bubble now. They're firmly on the bubble. And uh, that's good. I like this. I mean, I, I like Bobby Hurley a lot. And I think, uh, again, they're kind of a, a product of their expectations now after, you know, he took that uh, program to where they went to two straight tournaments. They were set to go to a third when COVID shut them down. And then they had two brutal seasons, one coming out of COVID with Josh Christopher and, and Marcus Bagley, two highly rated guys, that honestly, I think Bobby Hurley's realized like he does better without those dudes. And uh, this team was great for a while, then they've been brutal. Uh, starting with a, a loss against UCLA at home, it kind of started a sputter over the last you know month or so. This is a big one because they still have UCLA and USC left, and if mm-hmm. they can get a split, I think you just need a split, and then. You know, you're probably talking like first four-ish if you win one one game in the Pac-12
1: tournament. Which shit, they could win. They get to the finals of the Pac-12 tournament. Well, the, here's the thing: they need to they need to split next weekend, right? I don't think that you can get in without one at least one more win over those two teams, right? And then you just can't have a shitty loss somewhere in the the Pac-12 tournament. Like if you're gonna lose, get knocked out by Arizona, get knocked out by by UCLA. Don't get knocked out by Stanford, right? Don't let right. Cal beat you in the Pac-12 tournament. John, are you worried about Arizona?
3: A little bit. Um, That was even if you look at that play, you know, yes, nine times out of 10, you know, 10 times out of 10, they missed that shot, but it was like a little lack of urgency on that, on that, on that shot. Um, Didn't really put his hand up, kind of thought it was over, you know, thought it was done. So maybe that's kind of indicative of what they're dealing with, you know, a little lack of sense of urgency, you're out West, you're not getting a lot of love, you know, ready to get this tournament thing going and, it, it bit him in the ass tonight. like um, terrific shot by the you know, Arizona state as well. That puts them back in contention for the tournament. So um, they could have snuffed them out with that, with that, with that loss. But um, that's, that's why that's college basketball has been like that this year. So Arizona state has new life. They can split these last two games. It'll be fun to see them in the first four. I, I don't know what year that was when was was Remy Rodney when they were in the first four out there. And it was a fun game to watch.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Goodman West coast power rankings, Arizona, UCLA and Gonzaga. Gonzaga right now, by the way, is up 63 to 54 uh, over St. Mary's in the kennel. They have more or less controlled this game. St. Mary's got it within six. Uh, They were down by as much as I think it was 18 in the first half. Power rank those three for me. I'm going to add two more, and we're going to do five on
2: the West Coast. We're going to add St. Mary's and San Diego State.
1: Okay. Okay. San Diego State's in a barn burner right now. They're up by two in the pit with three minutes left. That's what I'm saying.
2: I I think you'd say all five are locks. To make the tournament. Um, I would go UCLA one. I would go Gonzaga two, Arizona three, San Diego State four,
1: St. Mary's five for me.
3: Real safe. Real safe. Real safe. Why Gonzaga
1: over Arizona? Talk me through that one.
2: I just don't know if Arizona can guard. Like, I, I, I've i said this all year, like, playing these two bigs to get to Bellis just isn't very good defensively. And, and you put him and Balo out there, I don't think it works in the tournament. I think it works in the Pac-12. That's fine. But what did they give up today against Arizona State? A lot of points. Whatever. I don't know what the final was. I can't remember. 89. But it's a lot of- 89. So, yeah, I, I just – and, and I, I like how this Gonzaga team is riding in a form right now. I know that a are killing St. Mary's. They're up seven with about five minutes left. But, you know, Strother has played great over the last four games. Hickman playing better. He just made a, a nice floater in the lane. Uh, Bolton's capable. Watson's played well. They haven't needed, like, all-world Drew Timmy lately. And that's what this team needs to be to go, you know, I, I could see them going to an Elite Eight. Wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah, shock
4: me a little bit.
3: I think the, the gauntlet that Gonzaga went through early in the season is benefiting them. They know their flaws. They know they're, they can be beat. And they're just, like tonight, they're kind of, you know, St. Mary's came back and they kind of held held it down and looks like they're going to cruise to a win, but we don't know, obviously, with the college basketball. But um I, I, like, I like those rankings, Jeff. Those are, you know, kind of on par with what I would Same. say. Yeah. Um I really like St. Mary's. I just they're just not good enough, you know. I, you know, so um I like those.
1: I think St. Mary's is is like a year away, right? Yeah. You get junior, sophomore and junior year aid Mahaney's when things are really going to explode. And March I think March yeah. is a key for them. Yep. He, yep. he
2: he's got to be I thought he would take a bigger jump than he did, but when Logan Johnson leaves and he's you know, he's been around forever. I think that'll open it up for March yeah, I 11. can't
1: believe he's still there. He's the dude this year for me that's like, wasn't he there in like 2013? I'm pretty sure he was. Cincy. Like, Never no, remember he started his career at Cincy. Yeah, when he took his a, a recruiting visit um, to North Carolina, John Henson was his host. He was playing that's with Ellie. That's how, that's how old he is. Um, I, yeah, I more, more or less agree uh, with all your takes there. All right. Um, let me ask you real quick on this one, uh, Henson. UCLA. Do they have a chance to get up to that one seed line? You got about 15 seconds.
3: Yeah, I think they do. I think if they can make a strong run through the tournament, and win these last few games, I think in Purdue kind of falters maybe one more time. I think you got to push her to the number one line. Um, they've been quietly going, you know, going about their business. So I love that about them.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I do think that it's going to come down to beating Arizona in the last game of the regular season. You got to get that one if you want to get up to the one seed line, in my mind, if you're UCLA. Uh, I would not be surprised to see them do it. Listen, this has been the Field of 68 After Dark for John Henson, for Jeff Goodman. My name is Rob Doster. We are here every night during the season, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. West Coast Time for you, West Coasters. So we will see you guys again tomorrow night, 11 p.m.
4: And we're clear.
1: All right. It is the afters. We got a lot better, Rob.
2: You definitely got better
1: with. Time there. I just had to. I just had to get into the rhythm. Look, I'm not a first half player, man. I'm not a first break teaser.
3: <laughs>
1: I go. I might go 0 for seven in the first half, but you need me in crunch time. I'm there. Yeah. We. You you in Crunch time. I'm getting you buckets. You need me in crunch time. I'm there with the teases, Goodman. That's right. what matters. All right, All right, Trevor. What do we got? Rob was Terrence Shannon Jr. this week with his teases. We mm-hmm.
2: have.
1: Yeah, there you go. Bingo. I'll be T.J. Shannon. He didn't show up for the beginning, but. No, I don't show – you don't need me until there's about 15 minutes left. That's when I shine. All right, we
4: have so many things to get to that I almost just kind of want to hit mm-hmm. on games with you guys, like PTI style or something here. So we'll start again with Kentucky. Lots of people asking about Kentucky's blowout over Auburn.
2: Goodman, go ahead. Yes, I, I just don't – I don't think anything of Auburn. So to me, it's like, you know, you're at home. Now, I know that – listen, this is a team that lost to South Carolina. So – uh Nothing's guaranteed for this Kentucky team, but you know Auburn to me is a team that honestly should be right on the bubble right now. If you look at their resume, I don't understand why their numbers are better than they are because they have done nothing this this season for the most part, very little, very little. So, uh, but Kentucky's playing well. Oscar was dominant today. Um, he's got to be dominant, you know. Reed. Reeves made shots today. He's been. Wallace was good. As long as they get that, and they dominated on the on the glass. They they crushed. They were so much tougher. But Auburn's just not. They're not very good. It's not very good.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think at the Tennessee game at halftime, Coach Kyle says something that kind of stuck for me. He was like, "If they want to play this type of physical, bang bang type game, we can do that. We can do that. So if you're going to Kentucky, thinking you're going to just." Bully banging them on the boards, and, and it's going to be a long night for you. So tonight was one of those nights where Kentucky had a game that was geared toward what they were good at. So I was, I was
1: impressed with this. And the reason I was impressed with them in this game is that we haven't seen Kentucky just beat the ever-loving shit out of anybody this year. Like, it happened against Louisville, right? That was the last time they just beat the brakes off someone. They went up against an opponent that you probably should beat, that is overmatched at home, and just run them off the floor. We've seen them struggle with, like, at Florida, not play great. They jumped out early. Florida came all the way back, took the lead in the second half. We saw them struggle at Mississippi State, right? They didn't look great at home against Florida, right? Uh, They didn't look great at Mississippi. This was a team that they should beat, that they just beat the absolute breaks off of. And to me, that there's... That says a lot about you if you just completely overwhelm someone, and that's kind of what we expected Kentucky really? to do a lot more this year. Tennessee, Tennessee did a lot of that this year, and but you know, again, yeah, yeah. But like we know, we know about their flaws, and I'm not saying that Kentucky is like a top five team again, right? But I do think that they that that when you you got to be able to have this in your arsenal, especially when you get to March, you got to play three straight weeks of two games in three days, right? I don't know. I just, I was impressed by that. They won four in a row. Uh, they've won 10 of their last 13. You got to sweep a Tennessee in there. You got to win over Texas A&M, who by the way, lost kind of came back down to earth at Mississippi state. So I'm, um, I'm in on them to me. If we're doing like an sec power rankings, obviously yeah. Alabama was number one. And then to me, it's like Kentucky or Arkansas mm-hmm. flip a coin, whoever you think is, um, is better yeah. there. I don't really have a, a take on either one of them, but, but I'm not
2: sure Alabama is clear cut one with all this shit going on right now,
1: by the way, like,
2: like, like honestly get rid of scratch everything off that's happened before last week and this is now a new situation for the crimson tide i just don't know and then you're going to put these dudes up there in the ncaa tournament on the podium getting these questions for freshmen that play a lot of minutes Mm -hmm. i don't know how this team's going to react
1: it's not easy right right not easy all right Trevor what do we got next going off that one real quick Drew asks over
4: under three SEC teams in the sweet 16 under
2: Uh, yeah I I would say under because to me Auburn no shot I'm not buying Missouri so you got Tennessee there I'm not taking Tennessee so you got Alabama Arkansas AM, Kentucky, and AM, I'm still kind of uh, with you,
4: on under.
3: I'm gonna go under three two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go under.
4: Villanova upsets Creighton. Is Villanova back?
3: Uh they've been kind of an enigma to me this year because it's kind of like you know, you you stop paying attention, all of a sudden they put it on teams. Um they always had that potential, so Don't know if they're back. It's a little late in the game and they're going to have been a tough spot seating wise. But um, I think next year is a year for Villanova to really kind of come back on. If Justin Moore
2: comes back, that'll be the key. But listen, you, 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 again, no, no, you know, Chris R2 Diakono is not Ryan R2 (laughs) Diakono,
1: right?
2: So ultimately, they didn't really have a point guard for most of the year now you throw in justin moore and early on justin moore obviously it's going to take time you're coming back from achilles so he's not going to be the same player but just his presence and a threat offensively was which chris archidiacono is no threat offensively makes all the difference in the world for everybody else out there because you've got to press up on justin moore no matter what even if he's just standing there he's a threat on the court so um yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad they've been able to do this, and and I, I'm glad for Kyle Neptune because he was getting crushed for a situation that honestly was brutal for him to walk into.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm all the way back in on him. I'm all the way back in. I, I don't know if they, they can it. win the Big East tournament, but you know what they can do get to the get to the semis. Can they get to the semis and make it interesting? If they
1: so, like, excuse me. Here's what they have left at Seton Hall. Seton Hall is a complete train wreck right now. <laughs> UConn at home, last day of the regular season, and they're going to probably going to end up being the sixth seed in the Big East tournament. Which means they play Georgetown in the first round, and then they get Providence most likely, maybe Xavier in the quarterfinals, and then they got to get the number two seed, which will probably end up being Creighton. Um, maybe uh, I don't know. I, however, it ends up shaking out. You're going to have to beat three of the top five teams to be able to win the the Big East tournament title. They beat two of them. And get this one over Creighton with the win at Xavier and, and Creighton that they just got? They, they got a chance. Like, if
2: you uh, – MK, were... MK, he did not walk into a Final Four roster. He, he didn't have Cam Whitmore healthy at the beginning. He didn't have Justin Moore for three-quarters of the season. He didn't have a
1: point guard. You can't win with Chris R.T.D. I can your freaking point guard. They, they were running offense for Eric Dixon. They were running pin downs for Eric Dixon on final possessions. They're center. I know he hit six today, but when your best offense is running a pin down for your 6'7", 265-pound center, like, you need a guy. Justin Moore's there. Eight assists, no turnovers today. They played against the best defense in the Big East. 14 assists, three turnovers. Put up 79 on them in 62 possessions. That's very, very good for those uh, scoring at home. Trevor? What do you got, Trevor?
4: UConn drops almost hundred against St. John's. Rob's thoughts on
1: UConn. They're they looked very good. St. John's is very bad. Yeah. So That's like I, I, yeah. Should, who should Saint
2: Johns hire if they fire Mike Anderson? That's the biggest question. Who should they hire, Rob? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, you know my answer. Yeah, but he's not taking it. The guy up in New Rochelle. He's not going to take it. Let's say he the combination, they're either not going to offer it to him or he's not going to take it. So let, let's take him out of the equation. Who do you hire?
1: Um, if you want to go with, like, a big name, right, I think Bobby Hurley is interesting because of the New York ties, mm. um, because he's an East Coast guy, NBA pedigree. Uh, if you want to know who I would take a very long look at, and I don't know what you're gonna think about this, but I think his personality really fits for what you would want out of like a New York fan base. That's Jared Grosso at Bryant. He knows how to kind of develop a fan base. He's one, he gets guys that want to play hard, that plays a style. I'm out. Good. Get him out of here. Trevor, what do we got next? Wow. really
4: all right, let's pivot to Big Twelve. Uh Sean asked, How many Big Twelve teams will make the dance?
3: Oh, shit, with eight or nine, I haven't did it. I have did my count, but what was it? We we're just in the eight or nine, right? Uh it's I think right
1: now you got six locks. All right, so let's walk through six this, John. Blocks. Let's walk through this. Kansas is dancing, Texas is dancing, Baylor is dancing, Kansas State is dancing, TCU is dancing, Iowa State is dancing. Oklahoma State, <laughs> but not a great loss today. Uh but they were last I checked, they were in the playing game. I Iowa think, State? No, Oklahoma State was a so playing game. Is Iowa State in
3: there? Is Iowa State a lock?
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah see any, I, are we in our six? yeah, they were in there. Iowa State's in there. Okay. Losing to Kansas State at home is not the worst loss, but Oklahoma State has some work to do. They can they might be able to get in. And then I don't know, man. I think it's seven is where you're capped at this point. And it might only end up being six, just cause like you got four teams in that league with 13 losses right now, and you still got a week left the of the regular season. New Mexico might have just beat
2: San Diego State. Yep. Goodman, I how many teams from the Big 12 are getting in? Uh, Kansas, Baylor, Texas, K-State, Iowa State. We T-State. literally just did this. So that's six. I would say Oklahoma State, seven. I'm going to go eight. I'll say West Virginia or Texas Tech. One of them gets in. Eight, one. Right. one of them will go deep and you know deep enough in the Big 12 tournament to get in. Someone needs to make a run. Yeah. Hey, do you have any info on
1: Keontae George? Any updates? Yeah, they're going to do tests tomorrow, but they don't think it's that bad. Yeah, uh, he was he walked down the the uh, the tunnel, so that's good news. What do
3: you think their ceiling is, John? Baylor. I love watching them play personally. Um, I like to make a run. I mean, if they're healthy, tashiway adds an element to them that. It just solidifies them off the bench and um, I mean their guard play they're never gonna be out of it. I mean they 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 can play especially Keontae George out there as well. So I can see them making a run. Uh, similar to kind of the year where we didn't really expect much of them and they got to the final four. Um they're 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 final four able we'll call that final four both <laughs> final four former Carolina
2: Bigs. Not being able, able to pronounce Shibway's name right. Is it, is it Shibway? Is that you say? Shibway, yeah. Shibway. Just Shibway. There's no, like, to. Shibway? It's Shibway. Yeah, just Shibway. She. It just started Shibway. with Sh. Shibway. Shibway. All right, yeah. my bad. She hit a three today right. as well. I know, one. it's confusing. But you and you and Hansborough, man, we had to tutor both of you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you expect sure you been tutored I a lot. Hey, I'm sure you've you been John. tutored a lot in,
1: in Chapel Hill. um it's amazing to think about the fact that this day was so crazy that we had a top 10 matchup in the big 12 that allowed Kansas to take over sole possession of first place in the conference and we're just getting to it now an hour and 10 minutes into the show true true what do you what do you so what do you make um what do you make of that Jeff Texas was up 23 to 11 uh, it looked like they were going to be able to win. And San Diego State just wanted the buzzer. No, they did not. Yeah, they just wanted the buzzer.
2: Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a brutal loss for New Mexico. They just had that, that game won.
1: What a wild finish. Trevor, make sure we get a yeah, – Trevor, yeah, 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 drop that into the socials chat.
2: That is going to cost – look at Richard Pitino. Oh, man. Brutal. Man, brutal,
1: brutal. Oh, man. Oh, man because oh, New Mexico scored five points in 10 seconds to right. take the lead.
2: Yep. A wild that's finish. They, what a shot. Butler.
1: Butler. Yep. From, coast to coast. Plenty oh, of time. Bang. Like,
2: like that was a beautiful Damn. shot. Holy crap. Uh, that's a big win. Big win and probably a loss that keeps New Mexico out. Man, the end I, of the day.
1: I love. I love that he he, he hit that shot. Yeah, and then just stood there. Yep. He didn't move. He just stood there, yep. like, yeah, what of it? John, you're watching this. You see this? Yeah, I mean, and that's the that's,
3: that's, 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 that's Come on. That's the airs. That's the, that's the like, you let him get into a rhythm hang dribble. That's what he works on. Yeah, you can't let him do that. Where's yeah. he going? Like, why are you biting? He didn't he even have his hand,
1: Hit him his, hand Hit him his hand up. Yeah, why are you biting on that?
3: Oh, got him. No, that's that his. He can't, can't do nothing with that. Stuck in quicksand. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's my favorite, my favorite Mark Jackson Jackson. saying. My favorite Mark Jackson saying is that the hand down man down. Hand down man down. He didn't even check. man. Checking to make sure.
3: A defensive coach told me one thing that'll stick with me forever. A challenge shot goes down 18%. 18%. A challenge shot goes down 18%. Yeah. And and
2: what's an uncontested shot go down?
3: Probably I'm assuming close to 50. I mean uncontested Maybe even higher. Depending on you know, where it is. it is, yeah. All right,
1: um, can we talk about Baylor and Texas real quick? Yeah. We got to get to that. We got to talk about Let's that.
2: Do it. Uh, yeah, I mean Baylor dug themselves a huge hole, but you know, listen, they had lost two in a row. Needed it. I think we all realize Texas has played a little bit over its head, mm-hmm. and uh, no offense to Rodney Terry, but he's not Scott Drew as a coach. So I'll take I'll take Baylor, Scott Drew. And there was a guards like that was the one thing with this game like there's so many, so many good guards on those two teams, um, but I think ultimately Baylor's got three of them and, and they won with two of them because Keontae George missed,
1: you know the, the the good portion of the game. So uh, that was that was what stood out to me. Yeah. Was nothing to do with Texas. Like I, I don't think you can expect to win on the road at Baylor. You know what I mean? Right. What right. stood out to me was that. Mm-hmm. Keontae George played six minutes, right? LJ Cryer was – I'm doing the math right now – two for seven from the floor. Adam Flagler was fine, five for 13, didn't play great. Um, and they still found a way to win. Yeah. Jalen Bridges was really good. Flo Thamba had a double-double, right? Langston Love. I told
2: you all year, like, Jalen Bridges He buoyed me as the X factor for that team.
3: Yeah, he, he buoyed them today. He kind of – when yep. things got shaky, he kind of yep.
2: – He's the key. He's yep. the key. If he plays like he did today – Man, they got a chance. They got an absolute chance, and they did a good job on Timmy Allen in this one. Uh, you know, D. Sue went off. That that was the one thing. You know, to me, again, still, everyday John's not what he was, and he's not going to be what he was. He missed so much time. But, you know, he'll help. He'll help with, with, with Flo Thamba. They wanted to play the young kid nearly as much.
1: Yeah, it's just minutes, right? Eat up minutes. Come in there. Be big. Be in the right yep. spot. Uh, give a pick-and-pop threat. You know, he doesn't really have to do much more than that. Just kind of 15 minutes a game is really all you need out of him. Yep. I think. Um, what else from the, the Big 12? We talked about
4: uh, – You know, what, I'm going to ask
1: you. Texas Tech.
2: Are they out? Are they uh, done?
1: They got to win out. They got to win out to have a chance. Oh,
2: that means they got to be Kansas to Kansas. Yes. They got to do They deserve
3: Kansas to Kansas put them in. <laughs> well, they, yeah.
2: yeah, that's their game. But but they if they had won today – then you're talking about not even having to beat Kansas at Kansas, just holding, uh, holding at the end, beat Oklahoma State at home in the final game, and then you got your seven league wins, which yep. is enough. That's enough to get you in right now, uh, to me in, in the Big Twelve. Now you put the pressure on. Either you have to win at Kansas, or you have to go to like the finals of, of the Big Twelve, tourney,
1: which is going to be hard. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, they got to make a run. They got, they, yeah. they got. I think they have to win out. That the win at Kansas, they have to beat Oklahoma State and then they still got to win again. Cause you got to remember, man, like their best yeah. win in, in non conference play is like they got two high major wins Louisville and Georgetown. Right. And their next best yeah. win after that is like Eastern Washington. They'd be nobody. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Nobody. Yep. Well, I guess they want to LSU too. So they got the worst team in the SEC, the worst team in the ACC, and the worst team <laughs> in the Big East. It's a hell of a non conference resume for you right there. Um, I, you know, I, I'm really worried about Iowa State. Like, yeah,
2: really, well, the bottom fell out. Yeah. I mean, no surprise, right? No, not really.
1: I thought they, I thought, I thought they would hang on a little bit better than this, right? Like they've lost five out of six, uh, three in a row, five out of six, six out of eight, and after a four and zero start, they've now lost uh, eight of their last twelve games in league play. And oh, by the way, you get West Virginia at home, and then you got to go to Baylor. So you could end up at eight and 10 in the, in the Ooh. big 12 this year, rough,
3: cool.
1: rough. There's only so much you could do with a great defense, right? You got to have someone and
2: just. Listen, like- the fact that they're in the tournament and a lock they don't even have to worry on selection Sunday. If I had told you that at the beginning of the year, you would have been like, you know what,
1: where, where do I sign? If you're TJ Otzelberger? I'm, are, are they a lead pipe lock though? Do you think I do? Yeah, seventeen so and cool. eleven. If they lose out, they're seventeen and thirteen. They lose in the first round of the tournament. Seventeen and fourteen. Lock. No matter what they're in. Lock. No questions asked. None. Yeah, they are a four seed right now. That is wild. They are a lock. 17 11, lock. Eight and eight, and they're four seed. That's yeah. wild. Well, they did a lot, and they're not counting wild. Yeah, they did. That is true. That is true. What else we got?
4: All right, here's an interesting one. If you have any, who are your sweet sixteen free squares independent of matchup? Who are you penciling into your sweet sixteen? Uh,
2: that's easy. I mean, I got two. I got two that in Houston and Kansas that I'm gonna pencil in the shit. I'll probably pencil them in the final four. Um almost no matter what. Again, I've said this over and over. This is a coach's bracket for me this year. More than ever before, I'm going to look at coaches. And, and and put teams through because I don't think there's a big difference in, in, in talent or as big a difference in talent as usual. So I'm going to go Houston and Kansas for sure.
3: Uh, I don't know on the third one yet. The third one. I, I'll, I'll go UCLA for my third. I'll yeah, go those two. Me too. UCLA, UCLA. me too.
2: Yeah, those three. I like those three. Those are, those are the three that I feel the best about probably
1: right now. I don't think that I would pencil – Kansas in Kansas to me, I kind of want to see what their second round matchup is going to end up being. Cause I think that they are, they are the one, they're the one seed that I think has the most vulnerabilities in terms of, you know, if you can kind of get Dewan Harris out of his game, sure. um, if you can kind of limit some of their other pieces, uh, I like UCLA more in terms of what they're like—a high floor. I don't think that they have as high of a ceiling as Kansas does. I'm a little bit worried about them there, but I—I I mean, you're probably mostly right. But uh, look, Alabama with everything that's going on, lots let's of go with a four.
2: Let, let, let's let's say Houston, Kansas, UCLA. Like, give give a wild card-ish one that's not a top one or a two seed right now that
1: you love, that you just feel good about. Uh, all right, so our three seeds, Gonzaga, Tennessee, Kansas State, and Marquette. Our four seeds, Iowa State, Virginia, UConn, and Indiana. Not easy. It's not easy, right? It's definitely not Virginia and Iowa State. Definitely not Tennessee for me. I I'm probably go. will not have Gonzaga. I, well, that, that's a match. I'm going to go Michigan State.
3: Mm.
2: I am. Izzo. I'm going to go coaches again. Now, Cronin, yeah, Cronin hasn't really – he's the one probably coach you – you got a Final Four out of a playing game. So he did. Yes, he's been to a Final Four. He's been to a Final Four.
1: That's a wild. So okay, okay. I see. Is what that you're crazy? Doing no, I mean, not at all. Not at all. It's it, they got the two guards and they got a great coach. Like that's what you kind of got to look for for yes. teams to make a run. And Akins and is greater. playing well. Akins is playing well now.
2: You know and many, I'm going to go with? You're going to laugh many me. When gonna, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you're going to laugh me when I say this, but I'm I'm Yukon. I'm going to go with Yukon. I I am.
1: People think I'm a homer when I say I'm it. Like well, you I are a was, homer. You well, are a homer. I am. But I was down on Yukon before. A lot of people were oh, down on Yukon. You you hate I it. I was also. I hated him. The <laughs> roller <a> coaster <laughs> we're living with you and Yukon is fucking miserable. It's not miss. I never talked to you about UConn at all. Like I maybe like once a week. That well, the the reasons I talked to you about UConn are not for public consumption, (laughs) right? Is that fair? Sure. Yes. Um, No. But I, I I think that with Andre Jackson playing when he's playing with confidence, Tristan Newton is aggressive. Those are the two things that they needed. Right? That's what they were missing. Uh, they've embraced this idea that Jordan Hawkins is their best player. And Adamo Sonogo is kind of like, he is fine being like, look, just give me, give me eight shots. Kay. Give me enough touches where I can get to the free throw line eight times. I'm going to get me my 16 and eight. I'm going to get me my 16 and nine. And we're going to, I will be the release valve. You guys do everything else. I'm just going to be here. They got some bench production today. Like, there's, they're back to being what they were. And I will give Hurley the credit for this. He has gotten way more creative than I thought he would in finding ways to make it work when nobody guards Andre Jackson. Yeah. Uh-huh. Using using things like making him be the screener. They've been playing him at the four. Like in their offense, uh, he was the three and Alex Caravan was the four, and they flip-flopped those two. So now he's in all the actions as the four. They put him in the dunker spot, and they got him in the corner, and what they basically told him is every time you're in the corner and your guy looks the other way – run straight to the rim and someone's going to throw it up to you he got three lives today doing that um and they've really embraced this idea of finding ways to get Sonogo at the top of the key and to get pinned downs on either side and just let him work one-on-one without any help force guys to guard him he's gotten really creative uh mm-hmm. and that's been good to see so he's been kind of stubborn about doing stuff in the past that's why i'm very much in on them but Someone said, Jim Calhoun is not walking through that door. Ben from Kentucky. Well, Ben, thinking, <laughs> like, you really want to talk about that? You really want to talk about that? You really want me to mention who the last uh, UConn coach to be Kentucky in the Final Four was? You want to have that conversation? Should we have that conversation?
4: No, we don't need to have that conversation. Okay.
1: We definitely don't. Uh, we definitely Connor bet. said,
4: do you think Charleston deserves an at-large if they don't win the conference tourney but have the most wins of any team in the country?
2: You know if you look at their uh, as much as i would like to say yes and, and i'm still in favor of of the following deal i would of the final eight teams uh in let's say they're let's say there are 12 teams on the bubble i would have um uh, the, the the best four high majors play the best the next the best four mids at that point so that's how I would do it. I know they they'll never do it that way, but I think it would be more fun. Uh, Charleston's resume probably does not warrant that they get in with an at large, but I would like to see them in. They're a fun story. I spent a lot of time with them down there, um,
1: but I don't. Yes, I don't. I don't think they. Probably- I got a. I got a question for you guys. So, this is one of my hot takes, and I don't know if uh, anyone else will agree with me on this. But if they expand the tournament. I would not be opposed to it if the expansion was regular season champions get an automatic bid to the tournament. And then you play for whoever wins the, the conference tournament gets an automatic bid. And if it's the regular season champion, then they get they, they avoid a playing game. So they automatically get into the field of 64. Does that make sense? Sort of. It's a little, it's a regular a little season. convoluted. Yeah, little, it'll it'll be a little bit more difficult to bracket, and it'll be a little bit like you kind of have moving parts there, but it makes it so that the regular season champion gets in the tournament. You're more likely to have uh, to have mid majors go on Cinderella runs because you're getting the best teams from the mid major leagues in, and that way it kind of limits how many of uh, if like if it goes to eighty, you're not just going to get twelve more bad power conference teams. You're going to get some more potential cinderellas in there and more interesting teams that people want to see
3: good work call him up
1: i'm trying man let me get mark ember on the phone when was the last time anyone heard from mark ember by the way is he still alive do we know here one more time and about four, he's probably, he's probably in uh
3: he's probably at bahamas with the ftx guys
2: <laughs> in about a month we'll see him
1: for the final time well, I have to hear his
3: Mark he Emmer Mark,
1: Mark, Mark Emmer and Mark, Sam Bateman Fried are just yeah, They're just out hanging out the, the beach
3: right now. We got him <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, Marshall said can we get the
4: guys Thoughts on Proctor and Roach They always bring up Duke but don't talk about the backcourt
1: They've been good They've been yeah, better than mean, I thought they would be Roach looks healthy and Proctor looks like uh, A kid that's supposed to be a high school senior That is finally figuring out what it takes to be a freshman
3: Proctor looks good. He's, he's he's developing. He's growing up before our eyes. Roach is doing what he needs to do. He's hitting shots. He's playing well. <clears throat> he's getting the big boys involved as well. I, I see a little emphasis on him getting lively involved a little bit, with the lob. So um, I kind of like... What Proctor's going to be good, man. Proctor's going to be... I hope he comes back for
2: another year because I think he can be really good next year. Really, like their backcourt can be really good next year. He has to, right? Is he not old enough?
1: Is that what you're saying? Maybe is that why? Sure. His birthday know. is, I think it's April 1st, 2004. I gotta do some math. I don't know. I don't know he if might he's 19. Be old enough.
2: I'm not sure if he's 19 or not, but I thought he was. I thought he, he turns,
1: was. He turns 19 on April 1st.
2: Yeah, so he can do it. He can, yeah. old if you're right. he can go, and and honestly, with his size, ability to shoot it, and and also ability to play the point, I don't know. I mean, I know he hasn't shot at He should at come back. He should come back. Well, yeah, because he could turn himself into a lottery pick. Yeah, he should come back. He just hasn't shot it like well at all. But but yeah, he they they need another year. Like I don't know who they bring. You know, I mean Filipowski, I would assume leaves. He should. You think Filipowski Henson is a first rounder with his skill set?
3: I love I love him for some reason. I, I don't know what the NBA translation for him is because. He's not going to be a high volume usage guy at the NBA yeah. level, so like I don't see him mid posts, you know, squaring up Kevin Durant, right? But I do think there is a role for him, and it, it, his stock is literally going to be as high as it's ever, ever, ever going to be. That's so he right. has to leave. Yes. he has to leave. That, that's why I would say yeah, that. he has to leave. I mean, he's 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 gonna he's he's maxed out his potential. He's a potential mid early mid late first rounder. I mean, you got to go. They yep. pay a lot of money for those picks these days.
1: Yep. Mark Mitchell. Well, do you think Mark Mark Mitchell leaves Goodman? Where's
2: he going? Huh? Just ask. Overseas. I mean, no, he's got to. Yeah, yeah. He's got to come back.
4: Are there any? Well, we know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Are there any teams you think could be like Georgetown in 2021 who make a sudden run to win the conference tournament and get in the tournament? The
1: two for me. Texas Tech
4: and Villanova. We already um, talked
1: about that. North Carolina.
2: Carolina. Yeah, I mean, Carolina could. You just got to – Oregon, you got to look for, for a league that's not that strong. And I'm not sure Oregon can do it, but they've got guards now and they got Dana Altman, so – you know, you need some help too. You need an upset or something like that that kind of clears your side of the bracket to get to the finals. Um, I mean, listen, the AAC has only got one. You know, like if Houston loses, which I don't know who's beating them, but like, who else is in that
1: that league? That can- Memphis isn't that large right now. They're like close though, right? Yeah, they're well, they're 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 an eleven seed on um, ours. Where are they on bracket matrix? I'll bring that up right now. Yeah, bracket, bracket matrix are the top 11 seat, which means like they have five below them. They just can't lose another.
2: If they beat Houston at home, they're in, obviously. Yeah. If they beat Houston, they're in. By the way, I'm still watching the show in the replay of the McCaffrey thing. The fact that Kelly Pfeiffer did not throw him out is a joke. Seriously, sure. when somebody uh, does that, how do
3: you not toss him, Henson? And he's been known for his antics, so it's not like they're like not prepared for him. They know he's a he's a funny guy.
2: I would have done one of two things. I would have either tossed him or I would have went even closer to him and got right up in his face and stared him down back with him. One of those two. Do you have a tech? I don't know. I don't know if you already have one or not. I can't I'm believe not sure. you're getting anything. Like how do you not get anything for that?
3: Well, allow me to cover. Shout out to the ref.
4: <laughs> I do not see Best any ever. I did not see any techs in the box score by the way. Um, I'm gonna got throw them. this one yep. in for my own amusement. Nebraska is over 500 and has a better Big Ten record than Ohio State and Wisconsin. What's going on with Nebraska?
2: I don't know. I mean, they're still mediocre. Like, like look at their overall record.
3: I they, mean, they need the they need the nil package. They fine. need the nil package. They need to good yeah, nil.
2: Package. They do. They got money there. They got yeah. crazy money there.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and they got fine. good facilities. They listen. They've been better this year, and they're probably gonna now. Hoyberg's owed ten million as part of a restructured deal a year ago. He's still owed about ten million. So, he, and he's a great dude. So, I would assume Trev Alberts, their their AD there, keeps him for one more now. And you should, you should now.
4: Mm-hmm. Who's the ACC Player of the Year?
1: That's a good question.
3: My head's about to explode. Um... Let's see didn't we do this? Player of
4: the
1: year. Burton? No, we did uh we did Big East.
4: No, I said Burton. Yeah, but you said Burton, said but Burton. you said Big East and you meant I know. Well, because I was Pitt, right? I mean, you
3: I gotta go on someone with Pitt, mind. right?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean I think it's you know, if Pitt wins it, Burton's carried him. I would go him. I might go him even if they don't win it. I don't know. He's been great. I mean, come on. He's been awesome. He's been really good. Really good. Well, who else are you going with? Who do you want to go with? Isaiah Wong? He's been good, but not better
1: than Burton. Burton, for sure. By no one else. Michael Filipowski, like averaging a double-double. He's first team, though. I don't know. No one. I think they should retroactively give (laughs) – Give somebody else the award from like two years ago. We'll give it to Henson from ten years. Retroactively give it to Henson.
3: <laughs> give it to Harrison Barnes. Did he ever win it? He won it that year. He had a you know he had a crazy year that year. Sophomore. Senior year. Huh? It was Z's senior year. HB's sophomore. Oh, yeah. year. Yeah. That's right.
4: Trevor, okay. anything else? Uh, someone asked what Houston can do without Sasser, but he did come back in the game, right. so that's
3: not. He's
2: okay. It. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other interesting questions today. I mean, no, to, ahead, about,
3: about two minutes from a uh, long bathroom break. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right, right well, let's, let's do get our the toast. <laughs>
2: let's do our toast then. <laughs> Go ahead, Henson. <laughs> do you toast.
3: Hood Shafino, um, he carried them boys in Mackey. Impressive. Definitely popped up on my radar as an NBA prospect. So, you know, shout out to him. I think he's only, only good things are, you know, up for here for him. So, cheers, my Fiji. All right. Dylan Huchapina. Cheers. Go ahead, Goodman. Bobby Hurley.
2: They go in. Hard to win at Mikael, man. Tommy Lloyd's record at Mikael 32-1 and one going into the game. Bobby Hurley needed this one desperately. Uh, he got it. And now it gives them a chance. It gives them two interesting games, UCLA and USC on the road. I think, again, if they split, you know, then you go into the Pac-12 tournament, you got a chance. So, Bobby, cheers. Cheers.
1: All right. So, San Jose State today beat Boise State in overtime to move to 17-12 and 12 in the season and 8-8 eight and eight in the Mountain West. Prior to this year, they'd been in the Mountain West for nine seasons. In those nine seasons, they had 20 wins combined in the league. The last time that San Jose State had more than eight wins or more than seven wins, last time they hit eight wins in conference play was in 1996. That was two conferences ago. That was when they were still in the Big West before they moved into the WAC, before they moved into the Mountain West. Uh, Moreover, the last time that today they clinched a 500 record, finishing above 500 this season. In the last thirty-five years, since nineteen eighty-seven, they've only finished above five hundred twice. So, my toast of the night goes out to head coach Tim Miles, the first Field of sixty-eight alum to get back into the head coaching job. I hope you drink a hundred Coors Lights tonight, Timmy. So, mm-hmm. uh, to you, man, I'm happy for you. I'm yeah. excited to see yeah, what you get going with those Spartans. So, for John Henson, for Jeff Goodman, uh, for producer Trevor, for. Who's your daddy? Field for your shitty
2: teasers, hey, go check it out. Shitty ass
1: teases. for my shitty ass teases. This has been the field of sixty-eight after dark. We'll see you guys again tomorrow night.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed.